welcome, bienvenidos amigos, welcome to Cultures of Las Vegas, Mexico, Mexico lindo y querido. We're celebrating Mexico, our wonderful culture here in Las Vegas. We have such a beautiful community. Irma Varela, my dear friend from Winchester Dondero Cultural Center. And when we talk about culture here in Las Vegas and the Mexican culture, you live it, you breathe it. You brought us your wonderful Dia de Muertos event at Winchester back yeah. in the day. Let's talk about that beautiful celebration. Well, as a matter of fact, I started that event at a church uh, in 2000 and then the Mexican consulate said, this is so beautiful, you should bring it out. And at that time, I started working at Winchester, and my supervisor, Patrick Gaffey, at that time said, it was good, go, go ahead and do it. And we started it there, and we've been doing it since then. Yeah. And let's talk about this event because it has grown so much and I've had the honor, thank you so much, I've had the honor of being there as an MC to see Los Altares, to see the beautiful people just coming in, coming together, people of all cultures and all walks and shapes and sizes, they're celebrating. The movie, of course, Coco, Disney's Coco, really brought it to light, but you've been doing this so many years. That's correct. As a matter of fact, I would say that the credit is not all mine uh, because I got inspired by the Lee Discovery Children Museum. They were doing an event there um, where they have a display of altars. I think Thomas was part of it. Anyway, so um, they had beautiful displays, but I felt when I saw it that it was missing the people because I remember Day of the Dead being so crowded with people going to the cemeteries or having the altars. And I said, it's missing something. And I think that's why I call the event Life and Death because it's really full of life. Mm -hmm. A lot of people come together. That's when family connect with family and friends with friends, both the ones who die, the ones who are alive. And so it's a beautiful event that brings community together, for and sure. What a beautiful tradition, again, to see it grow throughout the years and to see the families coming together. It's for a lot of them every year. Sadly, this year, because of COVID, it's been uh, canceled, but next year it's gonna be bigger and better. And to see the kids there with their families learning about this beautiful tradition, it's just so heartwarming, it's so beautiful. Yes, actually, I don't ever want it to be bigger. Uh, <laughs> It's big enough. Uh, I think that I want to keep that feeling of community yeah. and closeness that when you do something too big, you kind of lose it. And so um, there was a time where the idea of doing it at Sunset Park was entertaining, but I said, no, it would be too big. I don't want it to be too big. I want that connection. I want that feeling. Uh, at the same time, I have never done it commercial where I don't have boots that sell stuff yeah. other than crafts. Craft in art and in the Mexican food. That's what we have. And let's talk about your beautiful center because it is a cultural center. And yes. you, again, it's all about educating our community. And this is what this show about our beautiful heritage, our beautiful, uh, what we do every single day. We live it. Mexico lindo y querido. What else can you tell us about your center and how you're honoring our traditions? Well, uh, as a Mexican, I do a lot of workshops or we celebrate the Mexican Independence Day at Winchester. Uh, we do celebrate different events that have to do with the different cultures of Mexico. We work really close with the people from Oaxaca, the Michoacanos, the people from Hidalgo, mm -hmm. and so Jalisco, anybody who wants to come, they're welcome. And uh, we 
if you want to celebrate <laughs> Mexico, I'm there. Oh, I love <laughs> it. And we are celebrating Mexico again, Cultures of Las Vegas, Mexico. We are celebrating Mexican Independence Day, September. We also celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. There are also eight Latin American countries also celebrating their independence. But let's talk real quick. We have about two minutes. Let's talk about Mexican Independence Day and how we celebrate it. Well, uh, last year we partnered with the um, Hidalgo Federation and the Mexican consulate came and we did El Grito at Winchester. And, you know, the groups, the local groups came and performed and the crafts, you know, just a little like Noche Mexicana, a celebration of our culture. And what I love, again, it's been so wonderful to see how our community has embraced our Mexican culture. The schools now have mariachi programs. They have folklorico. They have everything now. And the stores, my goodness. When you go to the store, Halloween time, you see a lot of Day of the Dead stuff. Sometimes it's more Day of the Dead than there is Halloween. So we're blending those things. And what else, before we leave you, Irma, again, it's such an honor to have you here. You've been such an important part of my life. Thank you so much. Let's talk a little bit about what would you like our community to know about our Mexican culture? Wow, there's so much to know. We are so rich as a community, as a, as a country, uh, from the north to the south. There's so much to know. The embroidery, I'm wearing this clothes that is from Puebla, inspired on the China Poblana from Puebla, and my skirt, which is handmade. It's uh, from Guerrero, but look at that. The stitches is all handmade. We have such a ri rich culture. And if you have an opportunity to go to Mexico when things get better, uh, make sure you learn about that community and the treasures they hold. Ah, thank you so much. Mexico lindo y querido. Que viva Mexico. <laughs> thank you, Irma, again. Please go visit her at Winchester Dondero Community Center. Welcome back. Bienvenidos a Cultures of Las Vegas, Mexico. I'm Maria Silva and our next guest, I cannot wait to introduce you to these guests. They are so wonderful, such a wonderful part of our history here in Southern Nevada and Nevada. But before I introduce you, let me read a little something to you. It says, Hispanic people are a large and fast growing segment of the multicultural mosaic that we call America. We belong here and have earned our stay by helping to build this country, by planting and harvesting its crops, by toiling in its factories, by helping to build and maintain its railroads and by giving our lives to defend it. We are mothers and fathers, sons and daughters. We are people who have suffered discrimination and who have endured. We are teachers, doctors, lawyers, musicians, actors, secretaries and farmers. We are every man and every woman and like everyone else who claims this country as their home. Somos Americanos, we are Americans. Those beautiful words spoken by this man right here, Tom Rodriguez. Welcome, sir, thank you so much. And this is the lovely Natalie Martinez with UNLV. She's an undergraduate assistant. She's gonna tell us about her beautiful project that they're working on right now. But Tom, I'm going to start with you. These words, when I read them, I cannot help but just feel such pride, um, such emotion because you encapsulated what our community really is all about. Let's talk a little bit about your history here in Las Vegas and how you've written books about our history. Yeah, I've written uh, eight books now. Uh, five of them, six of them were about Las Vegas and the Latino community in Nevada. But yeah, I've seen tremendous changes. I got here in 1981. The population of Latino population in Las Vegas at that time was 35,000. Today we're over 700,000. That's how type of growth we've seen. But uh, I wrote my first book in 1984, the, the Brown one. Yes. 
That book, let me tell you, when it first came out, total statewide attention. I was doing interviews with Alco, Sparks, uh, the papers in Reno and, and in Alco covered it. Big, big spreads all over the population here because nobody knew there were Latinos here until that book came out. They said, 35,000, they didn't even know where there was any. At that time, they called us the invisible minority. And that book started as not to be so invisible anymore. But. And you've profiled some, again, pioneers here in Southern Nevada, Nevada, who have made an impact, who, you know, we continue to talk about them now. Let's talk about some of the people you actually well, talk about in your book. This was a book that Dr. Miranda and I wrote. He's a professor at UNLV. And the Nevada 125th Anniversary Commission gave us the money to do this. And we went back and did some real research because, let me tell you what, history books have acted like we're not even here. There's been no books written about Hispanics other than the books that I've written and Tony Miranda has written. Anyway, we found these uh, people that were very instrumental. This lady here helped discover the borax things in Death Valley. This guy here in the horse had the biggest ranching empire ever in the state of Nevada. This was a master saddle maker that won a saddle at the World's Fair. And these, some of these guys you'll know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Arturo Cambero was an architect here. Bob Coffin is just yeah. re retired from the city. Lilium Lujan Hickey, my old buddy. Mm -hmm. Manny Cortez, you know, uh, Catherine Cortez. Cortez Masto. Her father, who again, she's the first Latina in the entire U.S. to be a U.S. Senator, the first woman here in Nevada. Well, Manny and I were good friends. John Mendoza, another good friend of mine. In fact, I gave one of the eulogies for John when he passed away. And so we profile these people, you know, that they've had a major influence. Manny was head of the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority for 10 years, made this town grow. You know, Latinos have impacted this whole town uh, you know, I just wrote a poem uh, about immigrants. I call it Immigrant Voices. It's on my website. But I talked about that, how Latinos have changed this country. The foods we eat, the music we listen to, the arts we buy, the schools we attend, the politics we practice. Latinos have just impacted this tremendously. And Natalie, let's talk a little bit about what you're doing at UNLV. I love that you're continuing the same work that he started here in Nevada. Let's talk about your project. Um, so I'm an undergraduate research assistant for the uh, UNLV Oral History Research Center for our project of the Latinx Voices. Uh, oral history project. And Latinx, let's talk about, because that's a, a, a new term that a lot of people, we hear Latinos, Latinas, Latinx. Mm -hmm. So Latinx, we, we chose that, that term to really encapsulate all identities, um, the non-binary community, LGBTQ communities, but also um, really proclaim this Latinidad from the tip of, from the northern border of Mexico to the very tip of Argentina and Chile, and also our friends in the Caribbean as well because we are one big beautiful familia. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about uh, some of the wonderful people that you've actually already interviewed for this wonderful project. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, you've interviewed so many, like you talk, this is who we are, we're here to stay, we're a big part of this community. Mm -hmm. So the goal of the project was to really encapsulate everything you highlighted in that in initial quote that you mentioned. Mm -hmm. You wanted um, teachers, politicians, um, 
people that are working in the in the hotel industry. Mm -hmm. So um, some of the pioneers that we've been able to interview are actually some people you already mentioned. Lily and Luhan Hickey was actually my first interview. Um, we also interviewed your other friend Larry Mason, who was the first uh, Latino to be elected to our uh, CCSD board and help build the mariachi program here as well. Um, other people are Eva Garcia Mendoza, the wife of Judge Mendoza, mm -hmm. who helped build the La Las Vegas Latino Bar Association. Um, another member is Gus Ramos, and he, um, he had a great story um, to tell in regards to uh, his work here with the Housing Commission. He also talked about how he wants um, Latinos to really represent, to really run for office, to have our voice heard. And another thing, uh, you mentioned they're all Mexican-Mexican-Americans, um, but this is a project, again, as I mentioned, in September, Hispanic Heritage Month, we're celebrating not only Mexican independence, but eight other countries as well. Again, you mentioned we're a mosaic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how can we get more information on your wonderful project? Because you also have a podcast. Yes, we actually do. We Last October, we launched our podcast, Latinx Voices Unveiled. And you can find that at the UNLV Libraries page. We have um, a series of, I believe, six episodes highlighting the different themes that we touch upon from identity to language to food, traditions, and all encompassing the beautiful mosaic we have here because although you can be from Mexico and Colombia and El Salvador and all of these different places and they're entirely different so you get to hear that and listen to the stories and voices in the podcast. You know it's probably one of the most important projects ever undertaken in Las Vegas. By the time we're done we're going to have the history of this entire community and it, the real important part of that thing is it's available for historians to go in there you know, there's a great, there's so many great stories there, you know, that I was just saying that there's a couple of books in those books. And uh, you'll see when you get interviewed, because we're going to make sure we interview. <laughs> but y y you'll see that uh, it's really detailed and it's just a fantastic, nothing like that has ever been done. And again, thank you both so much for joining us here. I would love to continue this conversation with you definitely, and it makes my heart so happy again that you are helping our community understand the fact that, again, I, I will continue to use that because I think you said it perfectly. We are a mosaic of beautiful cultures all here in Nevada. All right, we'll be right back with more Cultures in Las Vegas, Mexico. Welcome back to Cultures in Las Vegas, Mexico. I'm so happy to welcome our next guest. Our friends from Casa Don Juan, if you've been here, you know their Mexican authentic food. Maria Guadalupe and her lovely daughter, Denise. Bienvenidos, bienvenidas. Gracias por estar con nosotros. Thanks for being here. Thank, Thank you, you for much. having us. It's a pleasure being here. And let's talk about your beautiful restaurants. You've grown, but when I first uh, visited your restaurant in downtown Las Vegas. It was so tiny. It was a little hole in the wall and now you've grown. Tell us about your restaurant. I know, like a, 24 years ago, we start with my husband and, uh, and one worker. That's not easy, that's difficult, but uh, we are really happy to enjoy the job with all my family. Yeah, they've been starting since 1995. Mm -hmm. And I remember, like I said, it was just such a small place. Now, how many locations do you have here? We have uh, three locations. And what I love um, 
about this restaurant and this family. It is about family. Mm -hmm. Familia, yes. the most important, yes. the most important thing. We're here. We're bilingual. We're Spanglish. We're yeah. doing it all today, right? Yes. Familia, lo más importante. Yes, the, for you know, for like a Mexican family, we stay all together. You know what is the the mueganos like a Mexican candy? That's a little pieces of part, and they are sticking together. Uh -huh. I think that's the all Latin people. We are like that. We all come together, yeah. right? And let's talk about again. You honor the beautiful traditions of Mexico. I mean, yes, look at this lovely do. here. Thank you. We do. Our outfits are very traditional as much as we can. Uh, our cashiers and our hostess are the ones that represent our guests when they come in with their beautiful outfits. Um, and then our culture with the moment you enter the restaurant, the colors, the atmosphere with everybody just, you know, having a good time. And the, obviously we can't forget about the best, the food there. It's the best, you know, traditional as possible. Okay. As Mexican, I'm Mexicana here, people ask me, you know, where can I go for traditional Mexican food? And I always say Casa Don Juan because, of course, I'm very picky about my Mexican <laughs> food. And, and again, I've seen this family grow this restaurant empire to what it is today, and it's so beautiful. Now, another thing that I love, Frida Kahlo, Diego Rivera, you walk in and that's what you see too. Yes, it all yeah. started with my mom. I know that on Mexico, that's like a really important people, like artists and represent all the culture around all the world. And, and you know, the Frida Kahlo does, uh, it doesn't pass, uh, no pasa de moda. All, all in Mexico live the Fridomania. <laughs> you can find the shoes, clothes, Everywhere. A, anything about Frida, you I know? Love it. Frida Mania, and it's so mm -hmm. true, yeah. wherever you go. And now let's talk also about your beautiful dishes that you have, because again, to me, this is beautiful, traditional, Mexican, delicious food. Chiles en hogada, such a tradition during Mexican independence. Yes, we have our chiles en hogadas, we have the mole, we have our homemade tamales, the molcajete, which is all the way in the back, chips and salsa and guacamole and then our traditional margaritas. And the Mexican flag colors, of course. Yes. <laughs> and let's talk about chiles en hogada. Delicious. They only have it in Mexico, September. All the month of September in Mexico, you find uh, chiles en hogada everywhere. And that's delicious. And it's so good because en hogada, it's a nut sauce made out of walnut, right? Oh, and then and then in the form of the Mexican flag as well, the colors, you see the green, the red, the pomegranate, and then of course the sauce is the white. So it's just, again, the Mexican yeah. tradition. I first saw it in Comoaba para Chocolate, like water for chocolate, the movie, in the book by Laura Esquivel, they have the recipe in there and I fell in love. Went to Mexico City in Septiembre, it was in September, during El Grito, and they had that and I fell in love with that dish. So hopefully we'll see it at your restaurant maybe in September. Oh, yeah. And let's talk about, before we leave you, let's talk about to, again, be a part of this community that embraced you. Again, you worked so hard for your beautiful restaurant to make sure that it grew for your children. Um, and again, the tradition continues with yeah. you. And to see the fact and that- our next generation yes. <laughs> with our kids, yes. And how special is that to, again, be a part of community that really, it's never easy, like you said, open a restaurant when so many, sadly, with everything that's going on, but you've been able to maintain it's an your honor. restaurant. It's an honor growing obviously seeing my mom come from Mexico coming to United States 
and opening a restaurant and who would know you know Casa Don Juan was going to be as big as it is today and obviously admiring our culture our food and that's the thing that we're going to show to our next kids or their generations and the next generations after that and it's so important to continue with the beautiful oh, absolutely. traditions yes, and again we do. that's what I love about when I walk in and like I said when I see your beautiful madrecita your beautiful mm -hmm, mama because yes. I remember with your dad Raul both mm -hmm. of them working so hard that little beautiful yes, little place that yes, just has grown up yes. to so much uh so again where can we get more information do you have a website we can go visit uh it's called casa don juan lv.com oh thank you so much um anything else you want to let us know about your wonderful restaurant and your beautiful family we want to invite everybody you know try the the best mexican food we can do it right now and just i want to say thank you all the customers come to support us and you do have loyal customers who again love authentic mm -hmm. <laughs> Mexican yes, food. Definitely. And then your beautiful staff here, Enrique was setting all this up. So you have a beautiful staff, a beautiful familia. So yes. muchísimas mm -hmm. gracias. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Thank it. you. It's an honor. Sure. All right, go visit Casa Don Juan. <laughs> we'll be right back. Welcome back. We are ending this beautiful show talking to the Silva Seven. I grew up with six siblings, Bobby right here and Manny right here. So we're going to get to our memories of growing up here in Las Vegas. Our family's been here since 81, but our sisters couldn't be here. We have one that lives in Austin, our little baby sister. And uh, so let's go ahead and see what their favorite memories of growing up in Las Vegas. Uh, they're sharing it with us right now. Take it away. Hi, I'm Veronica. I'm the third oldest of the Silva Seven. And the fondest memory was um, as a child when my dad used to go get his um, checks cashed at the Lady Luck and shortly after we would eat our hot dogs for 50 cents and our ice cream for 25 cents. And just spending family bonding time together was an amazing time. Um, but growing up as a teenager, Maria and I used to go to the Cashman Field um, to the Mexican dances. Hi, I'm Cruz, and I'm number five from the Silva Seven. My favorite childhood memory growing up in Las Vegas, besides Circus Circus, was Wet and Wild on Las Vegas Boulevard. My dad used to work at the Riviera, and every year they would throw this um, big party for the staff appreciation day, and they would close the park down. We would get on all the rides, even though I couldn't swim, but it was still so much fun um, dancing. Hello, I'm Lupe, Silva number six. One of my favorite childhood memories growing up in Las Vegas has to be going to Lake Mead. I would look forward to it every summer and I couldn't wait to have our picnic and eat our watermelon and splash around in the water with my siblings all day long until sundown. Definitely one of my favorite, most fondest childhood memories. Say bye! Bye! Hi, my in Austin, Texas. One of my fondest memories growing up in Vegas is going to start the circus. I really enjoyed playing their midway games and watching a free circus act. All right, we heard it there. Circus Circus, the lake, uh, Mexican dances that I loved. I'm still dancing right now. Your favorite memories. Now, Manny, you're our older brother. I have a lot of favorite memories. You know, being here is 81. One of our favorites was during the summer. You know, grew, you know, when we grew up, it was a high uh, minority population, mostly Hispanics, Latinos. So it, it worked out good. You know, we got to eat different foods from different cultures. But uh, yes, definitely, uh, we had some great times. Uh, we used to love swimming at the uh, when we, during the monsoon season. <laughs> we, we had our own pool right there at the Charleston underpass. Remember that? It's not around anymore. Uh, it's we not around now. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was 
dangerous. It was Don't dangerous, do it. Yeah, but we loved it. We were like, hey, you know what? We were 12, 13 years old. And that was our spot. Now, we grew up behind, um, I passed by there the other day, West New York, behind the Stratosphere. We also well, grew we up called by Naked City. Naked City. Yeah. We, well, yeah, for all the kids living there, yeah. you can do it. We did it, you can do it. And also 28th Street, we grew up yeah. in the projects. Yeah, in the projects. We are who we are because yeah. of our upbringing. We have, again, beautiful parents, our beautiful mama who's up in heaven right there, our dad in Mexico, and this beautiful Silva 7, my beautiful siblings. I am who I am because of them. So, Bobby, tell us your favorite memory. I mean, I just like going to the movies with my brother. The Huntress right here down the street yeah. and Cinema 123 on downtown. And when the Rebels won the championship. Woo, remember Andy. <laughs> go Rebels. Yeah. They're big sports fan, if you can tell. We're, go Knights go, right? Yeah, we were at the Thomas <laughs> Mack watching the game. <laughs> Kinda. Yeah. But it was beautiful growing up here again with my beautiful uh, siblings. We shared so many beautiful Las Fiestas Patrias at Freedom Patrias, Park. Where yep, we used to Freedom go to Mexican Park. independence parties. And I, like I said, I grew up with those Mexican dances. You guys didn't go, right? La, Los Bukis. La Calle Ocho. Calle Ocho. You ever went there? Yeah, of course I did. I was, a, did. was a, a, I used to love going to, to dances and so forth. But again, we've been so blessed. We've been here since 81. Again, share it with this beautiful family here. Um, what do you want people to know about our family? I mean, we're happy. There's seven of us. <laughs> <laughs> we call we're ourselves the seven. We're very proud we're of our Mexican. sister. I mean, she's done great. You know, coming where we came from, uh, no quitting in her. She's always been there, and uh, you know, she's. This was her dream to be on TV, and uh, she's on there. We are the Silva Seven. We're, we're a beautiful family. Seven. Proud to be a part of this. If we have more time. Community. I'll tell you some more stories. But <laughs> no. Viva los Knights! Viva los Cowboys! <laughs> Cultures no, of Las Vegas. Cultures of Viva Mexico. Thanks for joining us, you guys. <laughs> Niños. Mm -hmm. Viva Mexico. <laughs>